everyone. It's Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. So today's episode is going to be a vulnerable episode. And I have hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed about sharing this story. One, because I don't think the person is worthy of the airtime. And yes, that sounds mean, but there you have it. And two, um, I don't usually talk about things like this because I don't know. Why bother? But I feel like now is the time to talk about it. And I'm going to bring in some mediumship stuff and uh, all sorts of things that fall under that umbrella. And I'm not even sure what else is going to come up. But one thing that I would love to do with all of you is can we all as a community commit to next leveling our life, to doing something that has really challenged us, scared us, um, made us uncomfortable, made us feel like we weren't good enough to do it. Can we all as a community together commit to doing that in our lives? And I put myself in that because no matter where you are in your life, you are always looking to evolve to the next level. At least I hope you are. I don't think you'd be listening to me if you weren't. I've seen people who, you know, are, let's talk about business, successful, multiple six figures and multiple seven figures. And no matter where they are on the spectrum, there's always a moment where they hit the wall and they're being called to do some real big inventory on themselves to grow, to evolve, to change, to heal in order to move to the next level. So it just does not matter where you're at in your life. There's always more growth to happen, which is why we do the SAS experience and we do um, SoulFinder Academy to help give you the tools and the techniques to go to the next level. So for those of you who are interested, please go check out joinsass.com. Go to joinsass.com and do join us on that journey because it is a really magical journey that is changing many people's lives. And I would love to be able to assist you, support you in your change. So before I go into a story, I'm going to tell you about Lisa, who is in um, Soulfinder Academy, and you may relate to the story as to the reason why I'm telling you this story. She uh, was at a bonus call with me. It's a genius call, and it's and I'm going to share some tips and techniques right with you guys because I'm never just going to leave you flat like that. I just don't do that. I want you to educate yourselves and to grow and to change as I share a story about one of my programs. So there's a lot mixed in with that. So she was on a bonus call with me and it's a genius call and it's where I get people to move into their genius. And the thing that a lot of people don't recognize is their life experience is what makes them an expert in something they want to do. So many times if you're growing a career, uh, growing a business or wanting to do a, a business, you're looking at what other people are doing and you're trying to fit in their mold and you kind of edit out yourself, which is not great. Um, at least in my opinion and from what I teach. And in this uh, joint SAS experience, if you come into SFA, we're going to be doing the genius call in early January of 2022 in order to set you up for success on the path. And that comes with Soulfinder Academy um, for this particular group. It's not always there. So anyway, with that said, so what I want you to think about, I'm going to take you through a little bit, right? Because I'm not going to leave you, like I said. And I'll tell you about Lisa. Is think about what, what you really want to do or what you really um, really want to be of service at doing. I was listening to Oprah talk about being of service and she, and she believes the same thing I do. 
Oprah should really know me because we'd be best friends. Anyway, uh, and she said, no matter what you do, it's a, a being of service. And I always say that whether you're, I'm going to just go through different careers, whether you're delivering the mail, you're um, um, a sanitation worker, you're a, a, a flight attendant, you're um, an accountant, we're all of service. And many times, no matter what, a mother, you know, no matter what we're doing in life, we're being of service to others. And a lot of times we're called to do those things because of a life experience we had in our own lives. And we feel that we can help somebody else. So many times people that are in front of me that are spiritual entrepreneurs, they're really called to help somebody else in a place where they once were. It's really, it's, it's like, it becomes just part of your repertoire, what you want to do. And you don't have to wait to be healed because you've already made it through a certain hump. And there's a ton of people behind you that are looking for a guide like you to bring them forward, to help them out. So for me personally, a lot of where I am today was because of my own life experience and my own journeys of self-healing. And Soulfinder Academy has all the techniques and a lot of the techniques and tools I've learned in therapy and acting and dream work and all of those things. So I want you to think about like whether you want to do a business or not does not matter to me. It's a way of living life too, because if you acknowledge, wow, I really love helping um, people who are struggling in the grocery store to get a package of something because I want them to feel support. I just don't want people to feel alone because I know what it's like when I'm in an aisle and I'm trying to reach a package and I can't. I, I know it sounds stupid, but I did that like a, a couple of weeks ago. I said it to somebody and we got into a whole con you know a conversation, a real quick conversation, or I love being able to help people no matter where I'm at. And that helps us. We feel good about ourselves because we're being of service to other people. So I know that's like a stupid example, but I don't care. I think it's a good example because it's everyday living. So the thing for me is I always want to help people to see the best in themselves because I had to do that for myself. I was being called a loser. I was, my self-esteem was in the friggin' gutter. I didn't feel good about myself. Uh, I didn't feel pretty. There was so many things I was struggling with, right? But yet there was another voice in me that was like, it's not true. It's not true. And luckily that voice started getting louder. And I put myself in therapy and did all this self-healing work to help myself. So it became my mission to help others. And then my psychic gifts, my mediumship was all part of it. It was all part of helping people recognize that you're gifted. And one of the things I've always shared with you guys is when I'm studying, when I was studying in those rooms, I don't study anymore because I have my guides, but they would put people down like, oh, you're not getting it right. You're not doing it right. And I'd be like, who are you to say how they're getting information is not the right way of getting information. Like some things I could see, yes, you have to help the person, but they would really shut people down. So I started marrying all my gifts and that's my career today, which I absolutely love. So I want you to think about like, what is it that you're called to do? Like I love, and I will one day, I have to be careful how I say this because I don't want to put something out there if I don't live up to it. So I have an interest in helping teenage moms, especially teenage moms who have been in foster care their whole life. It's just something I'm interested in. I was never a teenage mom. I was never pregnant. But I feel like after watching my mother as a single mother struggle so much to raise us, I have an interest. And it could be single fathers too. It doesn't, there's, doesn't matter who it is. But it's helping the single parent 
to help raise a child, especially if they weren't raised in a home where they understood what home life is like, you know? So I have an interest in that. Um, I have an interest in people seeing the light in their souls because I had a few teachers along my way that helped me see my light. So Lisa was on my genius call and she had an idea for a business and it wasn't aligning and she wasn't feeling like an expert in the field and she wasn't understanding it. And I took her through this exercise that I take people in where they get really connected to their expertise inside their heart and soul. And a big light bulb went off for her. And I said to her in a coaching, I said, this is what you're meant to be doing, not the other thing. This is your expertise. She said that was huge for her because she finally understood it. She ignited the passion in her soul. She ignited the light in her soul. And then she went out and started pursuing it and making it happen. And I totally forgot about this. I can't even remember the thing I said to her because I'm usually in that channeled space. But she had posted a membership for your, her, membership for your soul that she was looking for people to try something out on because she had had a huge aha moment in the genius call. And now she was pursuing it as a career and creating it. So I share all of this with you because I want you to recognize your genius. And now I'm going to go into my story. This is a story, um, so you're, let me just go here a second. So your genius is usually something that you've went through yourself. You went through some personal healing and then you went to a place of, um, there's a woman, I can't remember her name because I would share it in a minute because she's beautiful. She sings angelically and I was listening, I never knew her story and she's somebody I really do resonate with. I'm very picky about who I'll listen to. And she just seems like this magnificent, beautiful soul. And she was sharing her personal story. And she said that she was at a point where she gave up singing. She gave up music. And she really was at like down to the ground, like really lost and not knowing what she wanted to do. And she sat with the universe and she was like, all right, God, you know, all right, universe, I need help. And she opened her mouth and these beautiful sounds and frequency came out. And she found her way. And now she's like, I got chills from this. She's got huge followers and she's just accelerating. And she found her genius. Your genius is not necessarily out there in a package deal. You may have to study different things, but your genius is, is in yourself, is in you. And like I said, I don't care if you want to make a career out of it where you make money from it, or you just want to be living in your genius. Everybody needs to step into it. So Here's my story. Um, when I started out, you, you, a lot of you know my story. And if you don't, I'd go back to the beginning episode so you hear what happened to me. But when spirits and everything started showing up to me, I had to learn how to work with it because it was scaring me so much. I was really afraid to sleep, but I'd always been like this because things were constantly touching me. Things were constantly shaking my bed. Now I was starting to see it in, in the physical, not only in third eye projections, I was seeing physical manifestations of spirits and of things. I was hearing people talk, people call my name and all these gifts were opening up and I was not having a great time with it. I was like, what the F is going on? And I went for help. I went, like I was trying to find out and, and through different types of people that were helping me, I started learning, oh, I'm a medium. I can speak to dead people. I can speak to spirits. Oh, wow, this is great. And I've always wanted to study it. And I was already dabbling with tarot and different things. And then I just dove in. <laughs> that story's coming up for me. So I started studying with tarot 
um, I was playing with tarot way before I started studying it. And I started studying with this woman who was a retired Jungian therapist. She was the president of the Tarot Association. I was studying with different people, and a lot of them were therapists. And they had a very black and white way to read the cards. Um, but I'm, I'm glad I studied it because I learned the symbols like nobody's business through her. I remember there was a tarot reader I went to at this bookstore in LA that was very well known back then. And I liked her and she was a good reader and she, she would just say, you know, just do my readings and everything like that. And I ran into her like a year later and I was already working as a medium. Like it, when the doors opened, I accepted my genius. I stepped into it. I stepped into my light. I aligned with it. Everything just flung open. And when I ran into her again, she was like, oh, how are you doing? Are you still, what's going on? And and I told her, I was like, you know, I'm a medium and I'm speaking to dead people. She's like, oh, I don't think you're a medium. She said something like that. Oh, you're not a medium. You're intuitive. And if I had not been in my light, that could have shut me down. I'll never forget. I was in Subway and I was like, oh, that's just her limitation. That's not my limitation. I was already doing it and very like getting things right that I thought I was insane. Like I couldn't believe they were right. Which brings me to another thing I'm going to tell you real quick. But I, this is for those of you who really want to dive into mediumship and psychic ability. I want to share this with you because you're going to get met with things like this, with people like this. And I walked away from that conversation like, that's okay. You know, she's limiting herself by trying to limit me. And I knew where that projection was coming from and it didn't bother me and it didn't shut me down. It wasn't a big deal. Sharing this story is interesting right now though, because it's like, wow, I haven't shared these stories with people. So today I was on um, Membership for Your Soul and I saw this post from one of my members and she had had people over who lost um, a son. And she started giving the mother messages from the son and um, the mother, you know, we don't just give messages. I teach my community to ask permission first if it's okay. And um, I believe she, I know she did that because that's what she said. And then she said, I just gave the messages and I've just got it, whether they're right or wrong, I got to let it go. That's a big part of mediumship because if you're so anchored into the person, knowing everything you're saying is the truth, then you're missing out on the channeling capability of talking to the deceased person. Now, when a deceased person comes in, you have to be able to give, especially if you don't know the person, it's a little different when you know the person, you have to be able to give confirmation because it's a new spirit to you, right? So if somebody's father comes in and it's not, I'm always taking things from my guides, but if a deceased person comes through and now I'm talking to them direct, they have to tell me specific things so the person I'm reading can say yes or no. I've shared this before in other podcasts. And that helps me and the deceased person to trust each other so that more communication can come through. And I teach my students, my community, how to surrender to them being right or wrong because a lot of times... I would say things to people and of course I got the confirmation, yes, that's my father, yes, that's my, yes, that's how he died, yes, he's got that many siblings, yes, April's an important date. And then I would give a lot of information because I was more of a future-based reader and the father wasn't coming in to say, I'm fine. The father was like, get off your ass and go do blah, 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 you know, because that's the readings I was doing. And I might talk about certain things they didn't know and they'd be like, I don't know. And then they'd leave and then come back and tell me oh my goodness, I do have an Aunt Flo and she does live in Florida and I don't know. So I'm just telling you, and she flows a lot. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say, but that's it. So anyway, um, so when I started studying a bit, I was already working. It was just coming through me. There was nothing I could do. 
Um, I did go into Hans King's classes and I love Hans King. He's no longer with us, but I share the mediums that I did study with that I liked. Most of them I did not. I didn't study with a lot of them. I'm going to tell you right now um, because they had a formulaic way of thinking. So anyway, I went to Hans King's class and I met a bunch of people in there and I am a person who gathers people. I'm very good at organization. I tend to gather groups together and I just am a facilitator that way. So I grab like a bunch of those people that graduated from his classes. I was like, let's meet. We started meeting monthly and we started practicing. I would um, hold practice sessions and we would all practice with each other. And then we started inviting um, outside people to come in and get readings. And I was becoming pretty popular, I'm going to say. And there's no competition, no comparison, because we're all different readers. And that is how I approach this work. I was actually shocked myself. I was like, holy mackerel, what is happening here? Like, this is shocking me. And I was a natural teacher from day one. So even as I was reading, I was constantly teaching because I want to teach other people how to do this. So I had, I can't believe I'm going to tell this story, but I'm going to tell it. So I started um, meeting other mediums in these circles and I would go to their circles. And um, I, I've told this story before too. I get a lot of information and I get it really fast and I speak really, really fast. And one of the mediums was like, you know, other people may be feeling bad. And I'm sure she was, but I was like, I can't help that. This is how I get information. And I wasn't one of those people that, cause you will find mediums like this, they'll just go on, they'll just overtake the readings. And it can be really kind of annoying actually, because you have to give everybody an opportunity to speak and stuff like that. And I don't feel that I was like that. I really don't. I'm very conscious of my behavior. And I'm also conscious of when I do something that isn't appropriate and when I do something that's appropriate. So I started teaching um, and I had this group. <laughs> There's so many stories, but I'm going to stay with the one story right now. And um, this woman, and I'm going to change her name, even though she, I'm, she may be listening to this and she may know it's her and I'm just going to change her name and I'm going to change it to Sabrina. Let's call her Sabrina. So Sabrina came to me and when people came to me for readings after, you know, the first year I was booking them myself after the first year I wasn't booking them. I had an assistant. So all I would know is their first name and that was it. I didn't want to know where they came from, who, who referred them. I didn't want to know anything about them. So they would sit down and they weren't allowed to talk or speak and I would just do the reading. So this girl, Sabrina came in, she sat down and I remember, and I don't remember readings, but I remember this. I remember going into the kitchen to wash my hands because I always had to wash my hands in between readings. And I said, you're a medium. And I was like, you have this gift. And she's like, I know I'm studying science and I'm not sure. And I, you know, and so I sat down and started giving her a reading and through the reading, and I know this from, from what went on after, um, she was in school and she got really ill and she had to take a semester off and they didn't know what was wrong with her and why she was sick. And I said, well, I'm telling you right now, you're a medium, you have this gift. And a lot of people that came to me did have this gift. And I think it's because I'm a teacher and spirit brought me those people. And I told her everything that was going on. So she had contacted me after and said, you know, I really would like to study with you. But because she was under 21, I said, I have to meet your mother first because I, I won't work with anybody who's under 21. I know that they're legal at 18, but it didn't feel comfortable to me. 
So I arranged a time for her and her mother to come over and they sat in my living room. And I, cause she had found out from her mother that she did see spirits when she was younger and she just shut it down. So she had no idea, no recollection of it, but her mother confirmed it for her. So she wanted to study. So she, her and her mother came and her mother was a, a healer actually. And it was an interesting conversation and I'm not going to go into that. Although maybe at a later date I will, because there was stuff that was very interesting there. But I had a conversation and I said, okay, I just want to make sure you're on board. This is how it works. She's going to come into a small group and work with me. She'll work with me privately and I'll teach her and blah, 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 blah. And the mother was like, it's totally fine. And I was like, great. So Sabrina started studying with me and Sabrina was very good. And um, I had started small groups and I was mentoring like four students in a small group. And I was more of the type of reader where I didn't shut people down. I wanted people to explore. Now, at that time, I would say maybe I was a little too much of allowing people to go down a road that I should have been a little, um, I'm not going to say should. It might have been like now I'm a little bit more like, okay, let's dive deeper. Let's do this. Why are you getting that? I'm not sure that you're actually getting that. What is it? You know, I'm a little bit more specific, but then whatever. And this is really her opinion. So too. Um, but anyways, they were studying with me. They were accelerating. They were doing great. And I could feel something going on with the group. And part of this was my own insecurity as a teacher, right? You start getting, at this point, I don't get like this anymore. First of all, I don't have personal relationships with my students. I treat it like a therapist uh, treats a client. I just do. It just makes me feel better. Um, but I was feeling kind of like part of, like part of a group with them. You know, you, you get like, it's not attached, but I guess it could be slightly attached. And I could feel that they were like starting to shift and, and the group would probably shift out. And I remember I had them practice readings and Sabrina was very good, not hiding it, very good. And um, she shared with me that she was going to go study with this famous medium. And I'm like, you know, good for you. Go ahead and study with them. It's whatever's great for you. And I looked up this medium. I studied with her for a weekend. She's very good. I'm not giving her name for a reason because I find that they're antiquated in their teaching. It's very black or white. If you're not sitting in circle for five years, if you're not um, taking it a certain way, then you're, you know, you're not doing it right. And I feel that's a detriment. But I was a little torn because I was like, you know, she's a really good medium, not Sabrina, the teacher. And maybe I should go take that class too, even though my business was great and I was doing great and things were going really well, but I was having a little self-doubt creep in with me. You know, I'm like, I felt a, you know, an evolution, like I needed to grow. And I sent out my guides and they were like, do not go into those rooms. Do not study with those people. And I'm telling you, I was not like, I, I was shocked. My guides were saying that they were like, do please study religion, study spirituality. We need you to study that. Now they knew where I was going to be years from now. I didn't know this was like 10 years ago. I can't remember. It was quite a while ago. So I would ask them a few times. I'm like, you sure? Cause she kept coming into my arena, this teacher. And I knew I liked her because I did that weekend seminar with her. And they were like, no, do not go and study with her. You need to study spirituality. You need to study psychology. You need to study those types of things right now. Little did I know I was getting ready to do Soul Finder Academy and teaching the mindset and also going against the grain of a lot of these mediums. They knew it. So I had to trust them. I did trust them. I was a little torn, but I went my own little way and that group disbanded. Fast forward, um, Sabrina's doing very well and I believe she shared her website with me. Actually, um, a, a big article company called me and asked me if I would be one of the mediums 
on the article with them. I didn't have to pay anything. I just had to do a free reading and they were going to pick the 10 top, you know, I was one of the 10 top mediums and they wanted me to do the article. And I said, no, I won't do it because I just did not like stuff like that. And so I actually recommended Sabrina. I'm like, go to Sabrina. She's very good. You'll really like her. And they did do the reading with her. So, um, she sent me her website and she acknowledged me and this other teacher that she went to. And it was very, you know, I went to Marilyn and she told me I was a medium and blah, 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 blah. And, um, that was great. And I was like, she, she was doing well. And then I was starting to feel this kind of weird energy with her. And I'm not, I'm telling you, I'm not a competitive person. And some of you may be like, Marilyn, if you're feeling a competition, then you are. And I'm like, no, I've had to do some really come to my soul moments about this because I was like, am I jealous? Am I envious? Am I com competing with her? What's going on here? And I was talking to another student who knew her because she was part of that group. And she's like, she's doing great. And then I'm like, well, good for her. You know, I don't care about stuff like that. And then I had another, I had a client come to me and she said, you know, I went to your student because I saw it and she wasn't as good. We're different readers, right? So um, I read about people's lives. She's very focused on speaking to deceased loved ones. We're different readers. So none of that, but there was some of that. And some of that was even written in her reviews about like, go to her teacher and go to Marilyn, you know, whatever. I'm not going to get into that because this person is a very, Sabrina is a very good reader. Very good. So I was like, there's got to be, and I was talking to my friend Brooke about it and other friends, and I was like, there's something, and my friend Brooke, who knows me really, she's like, no, that's not you, Marilyn, you're not competitive. And I'm like, yeah, but I shouldn't be bothered by this. Something's going on. This is so weird. So I started checking her website, right, because you get into that weird comparison thing, and I'm like, something's weird. And I noticed she took me off of it. Fine. That's her prerogative. I don't really, you know, I didn't, after a while, you don't have to start saying the people you study with. That kind of gives you credibility a little bit, but it's really about how it runs in your family and how you work and your track record and everything. And then um, I had a specific type of dog. She got that dog. I was like, that's interesting. Okay. And it's not a shepherd, so I'm not going to say what it is because I'm trying to keep a little bit of this in secretive. Then I started, I teach a lot of classes, right? So I started teaching classes about chakras. Then I went to her website or I saw it on Facebook. She was teaching a class about chakras. I'm like, this is weird. Very weird. Then I taught another class. I can't remember what it was, but it was specific. It was like manifestation or clairvoyancy and claircognizance. It was something specific though. It wasn't just like chakras or just like, like my specific time. And then I saw something on Facebook. She's teaching it. I'm like, okay. I'm getting off of her Facebook, her Instagram. I don't want, like I went on her Instagram and that's where I, I was doing a Instagram about me and my dog. She was doing an Instagram about her and her dog. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm getting off of this. I don't want anything new. I, I wish her the best. Good for her. I'm cutting that energy off because whatever's going on between us, I'm starting to feel this energy and I don't like it. And I don't do this. I, any of my students in my programs, my community will tell you, I highlight them. Now I do have strict protocols about what is trademarked with me and, and things like that, certain things like that. But for the most part, if I interview a student, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Or they run their own in membership for your soul. And even in soul finder Academy, they're, they're my people that have graduated from my programs. My Soul Finder Academy, they do the soul sessions. They do the q and I don't even study sessions. Not all of them. I do them too. We split them up. 
I don't even watch them. I'm like, go out there, let them know you're a Reiki master. I don't care. They know to teach my material, but they also know to bring their light into it. I would do such a disservice to my students and community that are studying if I made my teachers just teach the way I teach. That would be horrible. Every single one of us is gifted in this magical, magnificent way. So I don't have that energy, but I was like, this is strange. So I just cut it off. I, I don't, I haven't looked, I don't know what she's doing. I have no idea and I don't care. I hope, wish her the best. She was doing really, really well. And I'm sure she is still doing really, really well. I did tend to, so I'm going to tell you two stories now. So I happened to see that she was on a TV show. She must've had a, a lot of mediums to hire publicists. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't. I'm not going to say, I don't know. And they asked her how she found out she was a medium. And she said, I was in class one day and I was writing something down and I remembered that I saw spirits. Like it was a whole different story than the truth. Now, granted on her website, she told the story about how she came to me and I told her she was a medium and she never knew. So all of a sudden that story changed and I was like, all right, you know what? It's marketing. It is what it is. It doesn't matter. I don't want to see any of this stuff anymore. Spirit, take it away. I really have no idea how she's, because I don't see any of it. Fast forward a year and a half later from me not seeing anything. I don't care. Good for her. Good luck. But there was like that thing with me, like what's wrong with me? Why did I have that experience? What do I have to heal inside of me? I was like so confused and I'm like, am I really picking up energy? What's going on? But I let it go. So I'm on the phone with my friend Brooke and we're talking about something and she's an actress and she was talking about going through something with somebody in this competitive energy and the person, she's not competitive either. She's one of those people that just she just puts you on a platform and she celebrates everyone around her and she talks about people in such a beautiful way. She sometimes does it so much to a detriment to herself because she's always applauding everyone else. And she had had an experience with someone who was like kind of really mean to her and competing against her. And she's like, I don't get it. And I was like, you know, Brooke, it sounds just like that thing with blah, 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 with Sabrina. And she's like, wait a second, what's her name? And I said, Sabrina, she goes, Marilyn, I have a story to tell you. And I was like, what? She goes, I was on the red carpet at an event and her fiance at the time, Mark, his name, I don't think he'll mind me saying his name, was waiting for her. Like he had his bag and she has to go walk the red carpet and he was waiting on the side and he was talking to this woman. And this woman was saying how she was a medium and talking, Mark's very good looking, really great guy. And she was like talking to Mark and... um and Mark could kind of like feel a little flirtatious energy there. And he said, and she said, you know, I'm a medium, I'm a, a celebrity medium, I'm very famous, I'm this and that. And Brooke is always saying like, telling people I'm a famous medium. I'm like, Brooke, I'm not, like, don't tell people that, but Brooke is like that. So this medium is talking to Mark and Mark's like, oh my goodness, my fiance's best friend is a famous medium. Now he's on the road, right? My famous medium, do you know her? Her name is Marilyn Aloria. And this woman says, no, I don't know her. And um, Brooke walks over and Mark's like, oh my goodness, Brooke, come over here and meet blah, blah, blah. You know, this medium, she, I was telling her about Marilyn and, and Brooke is so friendly and she's like, hi, oh my goodness, my best friend, Marilyn, she's Marilyn Alori, you don't know her? And the girl's like, no, no, I don't know her. And so Brooke tells me the story and she goes, Marilyn, I think that was Sabrina. I said, no, she would never do that, Brooke. There's no way she would do that. You know, there's, it's not like, you can't forget me. You studied with me for years. I was the person who told you were a medium. I'm like, there's no way she would do that. That's crazy. And she's like, all right, I really think it was her. And I was like, I really don't think so, Brooke. It, it can't be that. You, Who would do that? You don't do that. 
So we we say goodbye or goodbyes. Five minutes later, she calls me back. And Brooke is a Virgo. If you know anything about Virgos, and remember, I'm not that much into astrology, but Brooke will tell you. She is the most organized, clean, neat person. She saves everything. She goes, Marilyn, I pulled up the email from that event, and it was Sabrina. And I was like, oh, my goodness, you got to be kidding me. She goes, nope. She goes, I knew it. She goes, I knew it when I got off the phone with you. I was like, I'm going to go find that email. And I found that email because she was on um, the email thing. There was something, I, I, I think it was the invited guest and special celebrity medium or whatever it was. So Brooke knew, could have the information. And Brooke's like, Marilyn, I pulled it up and that's who it was. I was shocked, absolutely shocked. And I was like, oh my goodness, Brooke, are you kidding me? She goes, no. And I think she might've even sent it to me. I don't remember. And we, we talked for a few minutes. She's one of my best friends. And we, we actually met in Tony and Tina's wedding. I was Tina and she was my bridesmaid in the show, Donna. And we got along so well because we don't compete. We're like, we're so supportive of each other. And that was some of the people in there were super competitive and stuff. And we just don't have that. Brooke is not like that. I'm not like that. And I was like, oh my goodness, Brooke, all those times when I thought like there was something wrong with me. And she's like, and I kept telling you it wasn't you. And I was like, I know. I was like, I must have been picking up that competitive energy. Like, because I, I can't believe like, I, like that this girl would tell you she didn't know me. She goes, Marilyn, I asked, Mark asked her and I asked her at least two times because you know how I am. Like I talk you up, like, like she didn't say I talk you up because that's not her. She just thinks that's the, in, in Brooke's reality, I'm a famous medium. I'm like, okay, Brooke, I love you. Thank you for being my best friend. Um, she's like, I mentioned you a couple of times and she, and then Mark got on the phone because I'm friends with mine. He's like, nope. She kept saying she didn't know you. That is a story that I've been wanting to tell. And there's a reason. I was really shocked that that behavior could exist in this world, in spiritual community. And I'm going to tell you something, and I'll go more about into this down the line. What happened to me after that and after, um, so I was in a few of these rooms, okay? And the last medium I studied with, I can't remember his name. I went into, before I went to the room, I knew a lot. She wasn't, Sabrina wasn't part of this group, but there was a group of people that they traveled around these certain mediums and they studied with them. And so I studied with one the women, one of the women once and one of the guys that they study with this little group. But the woman that I went to, and I've told this story before, there was about 350 people in the room and I was called to the front of the room. I said this before, I'm assertive, I'm open. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And uh, she was working with a pendulum to show where the spirit was. And I knew everywhere where the spirit was. And then she'd go over with the pendulum and the pendulum would go nuts. And so I was like very, very accurate. And I'm only saying this to share a point in the story. And afterwards, I felt good. You know, I was studying, I was learning and I was like, oh, that was good. But not in the way of like, I'm better than everybody. I was just feeling good about myself. And I went into the bathroom and this woman who was in the front row watching me, she was like, what's with those boots? I swear to you, that's what she said to me. Maybe not like that. She's like, man, talk about being grounded. Those boots are so heavy. What's with them? And I'm like, that's what you have to say to me. And so I was very conscious and aware of the competition. It wasn't with everyone. But I went to, so I was going to another one, this other guy that this group, they all go and travel with these people. A lot of them stay in school and don't do the work because they live under this antiquated thinking and they're too afraid to step out and do the work. And, and I was not that. 
And um, before I went to study with the guy, I went to my healer at the time that I was working with and I said, we've got to make it so that I can go into this room and I can shine and be myself without feeling my light going out. I said, you have to help me do this because I go into these rooms and when I do well, I don't get received well. And then I shut down. So she gave me a lot. This makes me sad because I'm going to tell you why. So she gave me something to do. I didn't know this was going to happen. Maybe I held on to the story. And I worked on it. And I remember sitting outside the room because I was a little bit late, but I did that on purpose. And I did the healing work that I needed to do. And I went into the room and he was lovely. And uh, I did, I worked, I did the work. And then I was called to do a reading on someone. And one of my students was in the room from that small group. And um, I, when I read, it's, it's fast. It's really, really fast. And I don't pause. I don't wait. I don't wait for yeses or nos. I just give the reading. And um, it, was, it was accurate and everything. And it was actually with one of the women who was very, not very nice to me at all. And he gave me feedback after and he said, you know, I would pause a little bit, just get, you know, the confirmation and stuff. But it was it was an accurate reading and all of that. And then he had some people do channeling after and they were really good. Like you could see one woman's face actually changed. And uh, it was really interesting to me. And he had said in that thing, anybody here ever see manifest physical manifestations of people? And I I raised my hand and it was only a couple of us. And this is the thing you have to be careful of. And he said, well, people that actually see physical manifestations in the daytime. How many of you have seen physical manifestations? That means actual 3D as if the person's standing there in the daytime. And I raised my hand and uh, I shared the story about Baja Fresh and how that spirit showed up. And it was like, <laughs> it was spirit's going to show up in Baja Fresh and then disappear in front of me. Um and he said, and this is what you have to be careful of. I'm telling all of you. He said, if you have seen that, you're one of the most gifted mediums. Now, can you see how that can create competition in a room? I, I don't, he was a great guy. I liked him. I liked the way he taught. I didn't feel he created competition in the room. A lot of mediums will do that. And, um, but it's just, I, I would be cautious of, I would say it's believed, but I believe everybody can get there because I don't believe in capping anyone out. So what happened to me that during this whole period of time, I continued to read. I stopped studying because I knew that this wasn't where I wanted to go. These people were staying stuck. They weren't, they were afraid to go out on their own. Um, they just were afraid. And I was already out doing the work and get, getting paid for it and working. And I, they could do it too. I'm not saying they can't. And I started getting, there was like all this feedback back then because um, I was being pitched for a lot of TV shows too, right? And there was all these people out there going, I'm the celebrity to the psychics and I'm, I'm a psychic, you know, the psychic to the celebrities. I'm the medium, the celebrity medium. I'm this, I'm that. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I just don't like any of this. And then if you're not reading this particular way, or if you didn't do it that way, and if you didn't do it, and all these formulas were just coming up a lot at this period of time. And it was when like a lot of mediums were coming through. A matter of fact, one of those guys who's an antiquated medium, his producers were my producers. And when I went to see him and study with him, he was the really nasty one, which I won't give the name of. 
I introduced myself. I was so excited. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to get to meet him. And, and maybe we could do a show together because I'm working with his old producers. And I came up to him and I was like, oh, blah, blah, Marilyn, you know, Aloria. And I'm actually working with blah, 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 blah. And, and he was like stone cold. He's like, you are? And when I spoke to the producers after, because I told them about my experience, um, they said, yeah, he contacted us and wanted us to work with him. And we already said we had a medium we were working with. So it was very like that. And I decided, that I was going to stop speaking to dead people. I decided to shut that door. And you can hear in my voice what that means to me. Why did I do that? For me at that time when I decided to do it, I just couldn't take the noise anymore. I couldn't take who's better than who and what's better than that. And you got to remember at that point I was being pitched in, in a lot of executive rooms and, you know, a lot of these executives were seeing a lot of mediums, but I was actually glowing in those rooms. I was doing really well. Lifetime, I bombed big time, but all the other networks I was doing really, really well. I bombed at Lifetime and I bombed in another production company, but that was like two meetings out of no exaggeration, probably 50. So, um, I just said, I'm done. You can have it. I don't want it. You can have it. And I walked away. And I think about it now because I'm opening the door again. It's not that I could control it. I did a private reading with somebody who lost their dad. It was like a year ago. And the father was full on in the room and I just gave her all the information. But what I started doing is when people came to me and they only wanted to speak to a deceased loved one, I would recommend two mediums that I knew out there that I studied, that I met and I liked, and I thought, yeah, they are good. One of those mediums I had a reading with, with my, for my dad, and I wasn't overly impressed, but I still think she's a very, very good medium. Um, it's not who you think, because I'm telling you, it's not off my, some of you may be like, is it blah, 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 because blah, 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 she always recommends blah, blah, it's not that person, Okay. I don't want to badmouth anybody because we all have different experiences and it's not worth it. And these are very, very, very good mediums. So I started diving into the Sal Minio story again, which I've shared with you. And um, I started opening the door again to deceased people. And I'm still playing around with it. So the other day, I about a month ago, six weeks ago, I'm going to tell a story, but I have to tell it in a very convoluted way because it's a very private story to the person. I had a friend who was struggling with something and it was a family member. And I was woken up with a dream and the family member was in the dream and they were really happy in the dream, the family member the person was struggling with. And I said, something's wrong, something's seriously wrong. But it was like 2 a.m. in the morning and I couldn't make a call. And I went back to sleep, tried to go back to sleep, but her mother, who's deceased, kept bothering me and wouldn't leave me alone. So I brushed it off because I just brushed them off sometimes. I'm not going to make a call at that time. And with certain friends, I do step back because they have a hard time seeing me for who I am. So two or three days later, after that dream, I was bothered. You got a call. You got a call. You got a call. And I tried everything to get in touch with my friend and I couldn't. And I had to go to a, I was going to a party, which is unusual for me. And I mean, I tried calling through Facebook. I tried everything and, um, I couldn't get through. 
And she texted back and said, you know, I'm busy, but contact me later. And within 24 hours, I felt it pass, like it was passed. So I didn't worry about it. So recently I spoke to her and I asked her how this family member was doing. And she said, oh, that time you were calling me, it was really bad. And I said, well, I want you to know I had a dream and I felt your mother around me. I felt a steel door come up at that moment. Like she did not want to hear it. And I've had this, and this is a friend that I feel, well, I'm not going to get into it because she does listen to my podcast sometimes. And this may be a conversation that we'll have to have. But I didn't feel that it was acceptable that I was having this message. So I got quiet. I didn't say, I said what I had to say. And I did say it because I was like, you have to know this. And this is what happened. She didn't want to hear about the dream. She didn't ask me about the dream. She didn't ask me anything. And I said, I'm telling you, because it, it, I felt your mother there with me and would, she would not leave me alone until I told you this. Um, and then I felt it pass. The reason why I share all of this with you is because many people think they decide on a career and the doors open and you're aligned with your soul, which I am in this career. And it's easy sailing. And it's not. And the work is on myself. The work is on yourself. And that's why spirit all those years ago told me to study spirituality and psychology because they knew that that was going to be the biggest piece that the people that were going to study under me and be healers and readers and coaches and teachers and mothers and everything that I have in my community, they were going to have to believe in themselves first and foremost. And that I was the one to help bridge that gap for them and help them. And when they stepped into their light, that's when people were going to really try to put darkness on them and shroud them in darkness. And they needed the strength and the tools to step into their light, to believe in themselves. So it's why I've created the programs I created, Soul Finder Academy, the SAS Experience, Membership for Your Soul. It's why I do this podcast. It's why I'm choosing not to close the door anymore to dead people. I say it that way. Although you cannot come in the middle of the night and wake me up. You cannot come. I've been having one in the kitchen in the office with me. I believe it's Sal. But you can't bother me everywhere. They know that. But I am opening that door again. And I'm opening that door with all of you. Because I'm not going to deny that part of myself any longer. I was given a gift like many, everybody is given a gift. We all have gifts. And here's the beauty of where we live in this space and time right now. Gifts can be given to us at any moment of time in our life. It's not about being born with them. It's about waking up to them. It's about accepting them. It's about desiring them and feeling passionate about them, opening the door and stepping through it. So maybe after all these episodes, I finally understand why this podcast is called Who Can It Be Now? Because when you open that door, it's you you see. It's you who you invite in to live your life with you. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. Thank you so much for allowing me to do the work that I do. It's not allowing, it's 
it's um, walking with me while I do this work, for opening the door with me. Thank you so much, and I will see you here, talk to you next week. Thank you.